The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we take a look at how miles and points earned from credit cards can help you save money on hotels and flights for your Disney vacation. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered to subscribe for regular content. Or if you're planning a trip to Disney, you can also use me as your travel agent. I'll do all the hard work at no cost to you. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about something that is near to dear to Leslie and my heart. It is travel hacking and how travel hacking can help you going to Disney World. Before we get to that, a quick shout out and thank you to Megan H. who left us a one-time donation via PayPal, which she found from our Patreon page. So thank you so much for your support, Megan. And anyone who supports us gets access to our supporters facebook group in perpetuity and you can do that either via a one-time donation or by subscribing on patreon.com slash disney deciphered where you can also get bonus content so thanks so much megan and thank you to all of you who have supported us in the past so like i said we're going to talk about travel hacking and how it can help you on your disney world vacation now travel hacking is a gigantic topic there is an entire blogosphere dedicated to it there's a podcast sphere dedicated to it i am on a podcast the miles to memories podcast which is dedicated to travel hacking i used to have my own podcast my first podcast observation deck was about that as well so this is going to be a very broad overview so we're actually going to split this up into two episodes in today's episode we're going to talk about just the concept of travel hacking in general and also take a look at some airline loyalty programs opportunities that there are there to save and then in next week's episode we'll look at hotel programs flexible points and a few other topics you know for those of you who don't know when i say travel hacking i mean the use of credit card rewards to save money on your vacation that's what we're going to be talking about today and there's going to be a lot of caveats but you know we're going to go through some of the basics about how it can help you to get to Disney World. But this is actually a very timely time for us to be talking about this because, Leslie, we have an opportunity to kind of be a part of the travel hacking community upcoming. So can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. We are going to be speaking together this weekend at Frequent Traveler University, FTU, which is, you know, a big name in the travel hacking world. And I, I feel like we're, we're finally coming full circle, Joe, because you and I met through the travel hacking world. I mean, how many years ago? And I think the first time we actually met in person was at a travel hacking conference, um, Family Travel for Real Life, where I spoke about Disney World travel. So this is like all <laughs> interrelated in really weird ways. So now we're speaking again at FTU. So it's 
repeating itself, I guess. Yeah, it is very bizarre. So FTU, uh, Frequent Traveler University, is a conference that used to happen regularly in person. Of course, right now it's not happening in person. It's happening online. But Leslie and I were actually going to try to live record an episode of Disney Deciphered. Ironically, we're not going to be talking about travel hacking at FTU, but there will be a lot of other speakers covering, you know, a lot of the basics and more advanced things in terms of using frequent flyer miles and credit card points to save money on your travel. So we'll have more information about that at the end of the episode, but let's get straight into it. Now, whenever we talk about travel hacking and credit card rewards, you know, there's a lot of caveats that we got to go through. So Leslie, why don't you uh, kick us off with kind of the words of warning that uh, we start off with up front. Yes, I always lead with this because anytime you talk about travel hacking, anytime you talk about the world of miles and points, it almost necessarily involves credit cards. And credit cards are uh, an area that get a lot of people into trouble in this country and get people into debt and create all sorts of real financial hardships and heartaches. So the big caveat is travel hacking and all of this that we're going to be talking about today is not for you if you are not habitually paying off your credit card balances in full every month. Because if you aren't paying off those credit card balances in full, then you are going to be paying more in fees than the rewards that you are going to be earning. And it's not going to be a good deal for you. And, you know, anytime, of course, people sign up for credit cards, you know, sometimes it makes you spend a little more than you otherwise would spend. So if you have had trouble with credit cards in the past, please, please tread carefully. We don't want to be giving anybody any advice that creates hardship in these already hard times. So this is for those of you who use these like you would kind of use your your checkbook, right? You're keeping it balanced every month and you just want to earn some rewards for the spending that you're already doing. Definitely. You know, that's kind of where we always start when we talk about travel hacking and credit card rewards. And the reality is this is going to be just an overview episode. So we're going to have very little in the way of like specific advice, but it's kind of a tip of the iceberg type episode. But really, we still have to say even without specific advice that you really to be engaging in travel hacking need to be paying off your credit cards in full every month. All right. So there are kind of two major types of credit card rewards that you can use uh, towards your Disney vacation. Now, the first are loyalty programs like frequent flyer programs or hotel programs tell us a little bit about what that means you know what is that concept leslie for anyone who might be unfamiliar so this is something that i think people are probably more familiar with because you know at the very least something like a frequent flyer mile program those have been around for most of our our lives joe so this is you know southwest rapid rewards this is american advantage this is delta sky miles and you know so the airlines all have these programs where you sign up and Traditionally, you know, just by flying, you earn miles, right? But there are ways to earn miles that don't involve what we call butt in seat, don't involve getting on an airplane at all. You get them through getting a credit card, for example, and you get a sign up bonus for that credit card. You get them by spending on the credit card, you earn more miles. So people are often really familiar with frequent flyer programs and, and increasingly sort of have come to understand that those are tied to other ways of earning, earning those same miles through credit cards and, and other means. Right. So, you know, there are airline loyalty programs or hotel loyalty programs. And of course, these loyalty programs are designed to breed loyalty, keep you spending with the same airlines or hotels. But, you know, we can use these things to our advantage. Now, before we get to some ways to use it to your advantage, you know, we'll start with the simple tip of 
for these loyalty programs, just sign up. You know, there's really no reason not to sign up for these loyalty programs. There's no caveat that needs to be said because pretty much all of these loyalty programs, you can sign up for for free and you will immediately start receiving some at least tiny benefits from these hotel or airline programs just from signing up. So whether it be American Airlines or Delta or Hilton or Hyatt or IHG, whenever you stay at one of their hotels, like before you stay there, just go on their website, sign up for their loyalty program. And it's as easy as that. Uh, we, you know, highly recommend using something like a word wallet or a spreadsheet to keep track of all your loyalty programs but you know just signing up is the easiest thing to do to start off a word wallet is just an online browser program that's free and helps you to monitor all of your loyalty programs and logins you can also use something like LastPass or one password it does the same thing but a word wallet is catered to this frequent flyer stuff and let me add one thing to that. Sign your kids up when it comes to airline frequent flyer mile programs. This is a mistake I see so many family travelers making. They think, you know, oh, my kids don't fly that often. Mom and dad will, will earn points, but the kids will kind of forget about it. But so many of the airline programs now have no expiration dates. So you absolutely should sign your kids up because even if they don't fly that airline again for two years, those points slowly will accrue into something more valuable. Definitely. One thing that a lot of people make a mistake early on is they don't realize that, especially for airlines, the only person who earns the miles is the person who is flying. So if you fly with a family of five, you can't like, for most programs, you can't pool all five of those miles into one person's account. So it's like spouse one, spouse two, child one, child two, child three, they all earn their own miles separately, which is why you want to sign up your kids for these loyalty programs early. Now, the second piece of advice we would say is a lot of people via where they live or how they work or just personal preference, they already have airlines and hotel chains that they use quite often. For example, if you live in Atlanta, you're probably flying Delta a lot. If you live in Dallas, you're probably flying American Airlines a lot. So definitely when you're starting out, focus on the program that you use the most. Sometimes that will involve getting a credit card for that airline to earn some extra miles. We'll get more into that later. But, you know, what we thought we would do is just highlight a couple programs that are pretty easy to get into, pretty easy to use to hopefully give you guys some ideas about, you know, how you can use these loyalty programs to save some money on your trip. So let's start with your wheelhouse, Leslie, Southwest. You know, you used to be an official spokesperson for them, and now you're still an unofficial spokesperson for them because you love them so much. So tell us about how, you know, Southwest can be used to save money on your flights. Yes, Southwest is definitely my favorite airline, even before I was a spokesperson. We always want to have that full disclosure. But one thing I really love about Southwest, I mean, of course, for Disney travelers, there are a lot of Southwest flights into Orlando. So that's going to be an airline that just works for a lot of people that are headed to Disney. But I also love that it's really just an easy, easy program to learn if you are new to travel hacking. Southwest has the rapid rewards points and points basically have a roughly fixed dollar value. So if a, if a flight is going to cost you $200, that's going to mostly be the same number of points every time you redeem for it. I mean, there's a little bit of area ability, but it's roughly in the same range. So it's really, really easy to sign to figure it out, to understand sort of the value you're getting. And the best thing about Southwest is that if there is a seat on the flight for purchase, 
then you can use your points to purchase that seat. Other airlines have all sorts of other complicated rules about award seats and when they're available, but Southwest is, if there's a seat, you can get it with points, and I love it. I mean, I use points all the time. Points bookings are fully refundable, so I love booking something sort of prophylactically, like I think I maybe want to take a vacation, but something changes, I can cancel it, I can rebook. So that's a great program for families who are just getting started that can get you to, you know, Orlando from a lot of places in the United States. Yeah. And Southwest is a great airline for us to use as an example for how you can use the welcome bonus that comes with credit cards to go a long way towards your trip. Now, Southwest has three different credit cards that you can get. Leslie has a great breakdown on her site about the pros and cons of each of the three. We're not going to go into it in detail, but we will go into the general concept of it, which is you get the new credit card and you spend $3,000 on that card and you get something to the tune of 40 to 50,000 Southwest rapid rewards points. You know, it depends on the time of the year. You know, sometimes it's up to 60 or 70,000. Uh, you know, I'm just being conservative here, but you get a boatload of points for $3,000 in spending in the first couple months. When you're talking about a Disney vacation, you are going to spend $3,000 most likely on your Disney vacation between flights, hotels, tickets, a family of four for four nights, you're already spending upwards of $1,600 for tickets. So when you are making a Disney vacation, it's not the worst time, again, caveat, you're paying off your credit card bills, but it's not the worst time to sign up for a new credit card because if you spend that $3,000 on that Disney vacation, you get the 50,000 rapid rewards points or whatever you get, and then you can use those rapid rewards points for your flights. So that's kind of the concept of using welcome bonuses to help supplement your vacation. Now, like I said, Leslie, you have a great breakdown on your site, but do you want to just tell us really quickly which is your favorite of the Southwest cards? So there are three cards plus Premier and Priority. Hecka confusing to have three Ps, I know. But Plus is the cheapest. That's a $69 annual fee. Priority is the most expensive, $149 annual fee, and premieres in the middle. I like the two extremes. I can't recommend the middle card because the fee's a little too high, doesn't have as many benefits. If you were going to fly, I'd say at least once a year on Southwest, I would spring for the more expensive priority card. There are just a lot more perks that come along with it. But if you were truly just somebody trying to get points for that once-in-a-lifetime trip, I would go for the cheaper annual fee card, the plus card. And of course, if you are flying Southwest, the holy grail of Southwest credit card point redemptions is to earn the companion pass, which you get with 125,000 rapid rewards points earned in a year. I will, again, direct you to Leslie's website, or if you want to hear about it verbally, there are some old Backside of Magic episodes that talk about the companion pass that you can check out. But you know, the concept is you buy one ticket, get one free, essentially. And so people love that. But 125000 is a lot to earn unless you do some planning. So we're not really going to go into that on this episode. But there is currently a promotion that Chase and Southwest are running. Uh, runs through March. Leslie, can you uh, tell us what the promotion is and give us the exact dates? 
Yeah, so it runs through March 10th. This is a credit card welcome bonus offer. So if you sign up for a credit card, uh, one of the three Southwest personal cards, the plus the Premier and the Priority, then you can earn a Southwest Companion Pass plus 30,000 bonus points. And the Companion Pass is valid through February 28th, 2022. So it's good essentially for a full year. You have to spend $5,000 though on purchases in the first three months that you've opened the account. So that's a pretty hefty minimum spend for the Southwest credit cards. Usually they're more like two or $3,000, but it's a much heftier sign-up bonus. So this is a really, really great offer. I mean, the, this gives you a companion pass that allows you to take somebody with you on every single Southwest flight you take until the end of February 2022. And if you fly as much as I guess I did before the pandemic, <laughs> that can be like thousands of dollars in airfare saved. Yeah, so I mean, that's a great deal because normally if you're trying to earn the companion pass with the normal requirements, that requires either a ton of flying, a ton of spending, or two credit cards. Now, $5,000 is more than you normally need to spend on a Southwest card for a welcome bonus, but you are getting the companion pass. And like we said, if you're planning a Disney vacation, you're going to go a long way towards that $5,000 when you're planning your vacation. If you're staying in a deluxe, you pretty much have nailed it there. So, you know, those are things that you need to take under consideration. One other quick thing, likely it won't apply to many people, but if you've applied for more than four credit cards in the last two years, uh, Chase will automatically deny you. And so uh, it's not worth it. And we should also say that for these Southwest cards, generally you have to have pretty good credit for Chase to approve you. Anything else I missed, Leslie? No, I think that that covers it all, Joe. This is like really maybe a once every other year kind of a deal. Southwest has had this kind of sign-up bonus a couple of times before. I remember one time it was just targeted to California residents, and I got it then. But it's open to everybody, so definitely a good time. If especially if you think you're going to start flying, you know, the second half of the year, I think a lot of us are eyeing that, even if we're not flying right this very moment. Only having to pay the $5.60 for taxes and fees for a companion, you know, you're basically buying one, getting one free on all your flights. So that's a great deal. Talking about one more loyalty program, obviously we can't go through all the airline programs that's beyond the scope of this podcast, but one that a lot of people use is Delta just because Delta has such a large footprint around the country. One nice thing about Delta is they have extended their no middle seats being filled policy for another couple months, I think through April right now. So that's great with the pandemic still going on. Generally, Delta is not the best program. You don't get that much value out of their miles, which are called Delta Sky Miles. However, a lot of people have a lot of loyalty to it. One, because it's a nice product in the air. And two, because like I said, uh, people fly them a lot, especially if you're in Atlanta, Detroit, places like that. So Delta is a great program. The one thing I will note Disney-wise for using Delta is that you can use your miles to to book flights and Disney hotel packages through Delta Vacations, which is Delta's travel program, travel package deal. And so, you know, that is a great way. You know, last year they had this crazy deal where you could get two cents per point of value on your Delta Sky Miles. I don't think you're going to see that again. But if you're sitting on a ton of Delta Miles, I would suggest looking into Delta Vacations. You can get both your flight on Delta, but also you can book Disney World on-site hotels using Delta Vacations. So that's a nice use of your miles. Of course, you can do it with cash as well on Delta Vacations. Um, So that's an option there. So before we go, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be speaking at Frequent Traveler University's 
online session this weekend. We are one of many sessions, so we want to tell you a little bit about that. Now, they gave us this affiliate link to share with you guys. So if you do sign up through our link, we'll earn a small commission. They have something called FTU Online right now, which has 25 online courses from some of the most popular personalities in the Miles and Points community. Yes, I'm just reading the ad read right now. Plus new content every month. You get complimentary access to the next FTU virtual seminar, which is the one that we're going to be speaking at, which is hosted online February 20th and free admission on all future FTU virtual summits. You also get complimentary access to travel and adventure shows where FTU is presenting on stage. That's normally $20. And you can also get a $49 discount code for frequent traveler university in-person events whenever those come back. I hear a rumor that there will be one this fall. So, you know, those online courses, I looked through some of the titles. I would be lying if I said I actually did any of the courses, but I looked through some of those titles and they look good for beginners. So, you know, if you're interested, it's $69 for a yearly membership and you'll get all that stuff that I just listed off. If you just want to check out the virtual talk that Leslie and I are going to be doing on Saturday, February 20th, plus all the other people who are talking that day, I think that's $25 for that one event. We'll have a link for that in the show notes if you're interested, but I think it's time for a Disney do or don't. So Leslie, what do you have for us this week? All right, Joe. So the Disney don't that we have for folks who are flying Southwest today is don't purchase early bird check-in. This is something, this is like one of the very, very few add-on fees that Southwest has. It does allow you to get one of those earlier boarding groups and, you know, get onto the plane first and select your seat, but there really is no reason to purchase it. Instead, what you ought to do is set a bunch of timers Check in yourself manually exactly 24 hours before your flight. You will end up getting a boarding group that is basically the same as purchasing Early Bird. And Early Bird is so expensive these days. It's up to sometimes $25 per person one way. So if you're flying like a family of four and you're flying round trip, gosh, it's way too much money. So I recommend doing the fastest finger at 24 hours in advance if you're flying Southwest. Yeah, and reminder that... If you're traveling with kids, you're going to board between the A and B groups anyway. I have that right, Leslie? Yes, that's right, Joe. For anybody who has a child ages six or younger, you get to take advantage of family boarding between groups A and B. And I just realized that my son turned seven during lockdown. So my time for this is up and I'm very sad. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that has happened over this lockdown, so uh, that is unfortunate. Now, I will point out that some people say flying to Orlando, they think early bird is worth it because there are so many families that will get in front of you. But Leslie has plenty of experience flying to Orlando with her family. And in my experience as well, my limited experience on Southwest, you still really can get away with not paying for that early bird. It really isn't worth it in the end. Worst case scenario, you're going to have to ask someone to move so you can sit with your kids. But in general, people are pretty nice about that. So yeah, totally agree. And also think about when Orlando, the family's bored, but they board and they sit together. So they actually fill up middle seats. They're not taking the business traveler or window and aisle seats that then create problems for later boarding families. So it actually works out okay. It comes out in the wash. Great tip. So that does it for part one of our travel hacking to Disney episode. We'll be back next week with more information about hotels, flexible points, credit cards, and also we will give our take on the Disney Visa credit card. 
In the meantime, if you have any questions, you can contact us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you desperately trying to use your companion pass in 2021. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.